right, my talkers, it is Tuesday, July 20th. Julia's in, and the one, the only, Lori is back with us to have some fun today. Here we are. Sweaty, 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 90 <laughs> degrees all over the country. Julia, you were lucky you got out of Montana when you did because the fires got even bigger there and it got even smokier. And they were like issuing, you know, dire warnings for elderly and babies to stay inside. To stay did inside. You, did you feel the effect? Uh, we had red eyes in the morning when we were I mean, up at the cabin. Unbelievable. Just red eyes. And Casey's asthma was uh, highly triggered by breathing clean air back in Minnesota <laughs> today. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, some people noticed it, you know, more than others. And then, um, when we left the cabin on Sunday and got back to Bozeman, the air quality was better in Bozeman because apparently there's a fire west by Hel- Helena. Helena that was yeah. uh, making, and we didn't really see blue sky except for in the morning. Oh, that's man. how smoky it was, which was kind of just the, the positive side of it was that it didn't feel as, Close to 100 as it was. It, it no, might have... I, I did remember the day that it was kind of um, cloudy at the cabin. And, like, and I was like, oh, okay, I don't mind the cloud. Yeah. If that's smoke, I don't even mind it because I'm not boiling. Yeah. And then I got, she's probably still uh, fly fishing in Yellowstone. But I got to give a shout out to Carol from Dallas who lives in, or from Texas who lives in Minnesota and has listened to our show from day one. Because she chased me down. In Burger Bob yesterday, she and her husband were driving down Main Street in Bozeman, and she saw me, and I was with Casey and one of your sisters, and she came in, and she's like, I gotta say hi! Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Did you die? I couldn't believe it. I said, and and, uh, it really impressed uh, the two nieces, because (laughs) we had come up with a game over the weekend, Uh, what is your one word thing that described you so your one sister was the boss one of the kids sully was the persuader Mm -hmm. one of the kids called your other sister the mosquito (laughs) i called myself the celebrity (laughs) okay and then you know she was so nice and she's like i've listened to girls that is hysterical that she ran and i said to my husband pull over there's Lori. I gotta go say hi to her. Well, that is, and you know the funny. one niece works at Burger Bob's. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So that it's, was that it's was right downtown fun. on Main Street. Grant, it's a it's a cool place. Cool. And, and let me tell you, Bozeman is packed. I know. Monday shopping. It was, it was like felt like New York City in Soho or something. There were so many people, and we were down there like about eleven. I never even made it. Main Street. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. No, because we were at the cabin and then done. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So we always have kind of a shopping lunch day because the flight is always like a four Did you buy any flight. new shoes at Schnell's? Uh, no, but your sister did. Yeah, I'm sure. They have the greatest shoes. Yeah. And she had a free pair. She bought enough to earn a pair of free shoes. Oh, fantastic. And okay. um, I bought a Western. Is I don't have my thing on. I bought a Western a, bra, a Western pullover bra, Julia. I have little cowboys and a bucking on Broncos. I on see my it new through you. I bra. see it. Okay, that's very cute. It could be a swimsuit. Yeah, it could be a swimsuit. Yeah. Time. Did and you just? Was it just fun? It was Isn't fun. It I love downtown Bozeman. I oh, love yeah. you know the shopping and every shop I went into. I asked the gals, do they watch Yellowstone? No, but we heard we should, and I'm like, yes, you should. They the first should. three seasons are on Hulu, and they have. 
You know, they and show Pyama. downtown Bozeman. Yeah, I know they do. A yep. few times. And so, anyway, yeah, it was just fun. But man, oh man, it was. I've never been to the Bozeman airport when people are spilling down the stairs and down. How packed it was. How packed it was. Well, it's interesting. I mean, Grant, our family has lived there 30 plus years. Okay. Wow. So the difference in what it was yeah. and what it is. And even when you drive up to the airport now, it's like, remember overnight when our airport had parking that went all the way out to the, to the gold, oh, yeah, to the Post gold Road. in the yeah. green concourse. Yeah. Same thing has happened there. And then plus they have two private jet hangers now, <laughs> yeah. not just one. They've got two, two. and a helipad mm-hmm. for the Richie Riches. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's booming out there, but the thing that they have to worry about, and this is something that, you know, Catherine has talked about for years is the smoke in August, but now it's seeping into July with the drought this year. Yeah. I mean, that is a big deterrent because their summer is so short. Very much so. Um, and they have that horrible spring, you know. Yeah, yeah, Winter's yeah. great. Right. Spring is stinky, but the summer is short and to have all that smoke in the air. Yeah, mm. and then Casey ran into a firefighter buddy of his. Really? Sun uh, Country flies there, you guys. Right yeah. now, take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, ran into a firefighter buddy of his, and he's like, I almost had to cancel this trip. I come every year in July. I stay at the Lewis and Clark Motel downtown Bozeman. Which is the cutest place in the world yeah. that has been renovated about five years ago. It's darling. darling. It's a motel. Uh, yeah, it is a motel. And he said, I almost canceled because the rental car was going to be like $2,700 for a week. Remember I told you it was 1800 for me for two days if I was going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. Fr- my friend just went to Alaska and it was over $2,000 for a two-day, two-night, three-day trip to rent a car. Yeah. How it's did, just crazy. So what, so did he, what do? he did was he called Uber? his mo- called the motel. Uh-huh. So, so, so if they had a shuttle or something? No, because he wanted, you know, he's likes to go there and you kind of want a car. Of course you do. Rally around, maybe yep. you're going to yeah, fish yeah. or whatever. And the motel said, well, some enterprising Bozemanians, is that sure. what we call them? Yep. Have started a rental car company. Fantastic information. And okay. let the motel know because they all these rental car companies sold off their fleets yep, of car, yep. especially They're in They're up place. 85%. Yeah. That and was just so, in the news today. So they hooked him up with this enterprising couple of guys who started a fleet, however they've started sure. it, and he got a car for a week for like... Five fifty, yeah, or something, something yeah. like normal car reason, rental. Like a normal car rental. What a great idea! There's, yeah. a, there's another website called Turo. Have you heard of that? No. What it's, is that? It's basically like Airbnb for cars. Mm-hmm. So people in these type of cities know where, like, you can just rent your car out for the weekend, and someone will take it like an Airbnb, and then yeah. you return it with a full yeah. set of gas, and it's just like you're renting people's cars because the market. It's so hard to get rental cars right now that they've created what's called Turo.com. T U R O. Any okay, city you can go idea. in and you can rent people's cars and yeah. drive them around. Yeah, he was just like I just was like I'm going to have to cancel my trip for the first time. And they're like, "No, no. We've got a we've got a, somebody for you to call." So anyway, he was happy, but I just really have was astounded because we've done this July trip and you know, it's busy, but it is not that it's, busy it's like exploding with people people traveling and kids and exploding. Yeah, people right. are just wanting to, you know, get out and don't oh, don't I, blame them. This I haven't experienced the smoke though, really. I mean, that's my dad's it. getting it up in Duluth or getting it from um, Canada. Yeah, I don't know if there's a big fire in, in Ontario. BWCA, you can't use flames anymore. You know, there's mm-hmm. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, people. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Casey was so bummed when we were at the neighborhood because I'm gonna look at the weather and I go, it's 
going to be hot. He goes, no, it's probably only going to be hot for a few days. And then he looked and he goes, oh, it's hot for days. I love <laughs> it. I know, and I just love it. I can't stand it. I'm so happy it's yes. hot for a week. I we're love hot. the hot weather. I love it too. Yeah, but it is, you know, like, uh, where's the rain anytime? Rain is, yeah, we could, everybody could use some rain. Well, there was a report, the lakes, the lakes are down so much in Minnesota because of the drought. And, um, you know, that's a big. Yeah. Yeah. We could use water, people. We could. All right, listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday, July 20th. And uh, while the pandemic is impacting much of the Olympics, the condom tradition shall go on, Julia, but they will not pass out the 160,000 condoms until the closing ceremony. They want people to take Thank them home you, as a souvenir. Well, no, no. They they want to give them out at the conclusion of the games because they're trying to encourage people to not have contact. Oh, well, yeah. And they said, we would like you to take these home and raise awareness of HIV and AIDS and wearing condoms. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now Olympic athletes are showing how strong the cardboard beds should people find themselves <laughs> in situations. An Irish athlete Yesterday, I think it was, uh, a gymnast was jumping up and down on the cardboard anti-sex bed. Maybe you guys talked about that or not. But We did. So anyway, uh, yeah, the cardboard beds and the condoms at the end of the... Imagine, imagine this is your first Olympics. Yeah. And you're the lucky you get to cover it for your TV station or your newspaper, what it is, or your organization. And you're so... This is your first Olympics. And you go, and it's just like... No contact with anybody. I mean, it yeah. would just be so awful. I mean, you saw Savannah Guthrie this morning on the Today Show. Oh, I yeah. saw, saw Amy Wobart on um, Good Morning America. They're like, it's a ghost town here in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. There's no excitement because you can't be around people. Because You're supposed to stay in your hotel. Hotel room. I mean, how? Well, wh- Savannah said uh, that uh, uh, Natalie Morales has got that people are walking uh, around the hotel. She said we're doing a lot of walking, seeing a lot of the same people. But um, <laughs> you know, just lapping on the fifteenth floor. The um, uh, I remember Hope Solo had told ESPN. She said, you know, that she saw people having sex right out in the open. Okay, that there was so much sex on the grass between buildings, and then at, um, at other Olympics, the other Olympics, oh, and okay. then an American rifle shooter, uh, Josh Lakotos, at the Olympics that happened. I guess it would be five years ago now. Said uh, it's a friggin' brothel in the Olympic Village. There's so much sex. Going on because, of course, it's all and this all young, one, beautiful bodies who are fit and fit as a fiddle. Yeah, and now they have people getting COVID and all of this. Sixty people so far have tested positive, and they mm-hmm. um, they are talking about. Um, yeah, that is a bummer for those athletes. Only twenty one percent of people of the hundred twenty six million people who live in Japan have been um, vaccinated fully. Yeah, so they're so far behind us. Right. And so there's just no one in in Tokyo wanted the games to even happen. But here's just a couple facts about Mm -hmm. about it. So what they're talking about is how much money, you know, we know how much money we've heard, how much money it costs to host the Olympic Games. It's twenty six billion dollars. Wow. Eighty percent of the population didn't want it to happen. Um, The COVID-19 countermeasures alone cost nine hundred million dollars. (sighs) <sighs> um, Japan is losing more than 15 billion because they've had to ban the spectators. 
Right. Oh. So, you know, you think you're hosting this big major event, all the hotel money, all the food money, all the restaurant money that's going to be coming the in. Ticket money. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, nothing. Right. So it's just really something. I mean, remember when Greece was hosting it? And we talked about this yesterday and they went broke, bankrupt. Yep. Remember when it was in Vancouver and you've got all these unused buildings? I've been and to Barcelona and I've seen, seen what they've done to the beaches with these. I'm like, what are these oh, big empty buildings? Right. I wonder if it will make people rethink. I don't know, but don't know. there's... Um, and Coco oh, Groff had to drop yeah, out of the tennis. I know. She got COVID-19. Are these people not vaccinated? People who are vaccinated That's, still can get COVID. It's just not going to affect you like that, but you still then have COVID. Right. And so you that could was my spread question. it to you someone who's unvaccinated right. who could get really sick. Right. Got it. That's mm. the issue. Yeah. So people, there's a big article right now in USA Today. You know, yes, people who are vaccinated get COVID, but you aren't going to have the effect of it because you've been vaccinated, but yeah. you could still give it to unvaccinated people. That's why the rush to get everybody vaccinated. Why don't people could just get vaccinated. Right. Oh my God, if we had to eradicate measles or smallpox right now, we'd be screwed. I know. Right? <laughs> we would be true. totally screwed. Yep. But if you like to watch women's softball, um, that's starting tonight. Soccer, those start before the kickoff of the games. Oh, they do? They do. So if you... Um, that doesn't it, seem right. Well, it's just what's happening, Lori. All right. It's just what's Is happening. Is that because of the... Yeah, I have no idea. Oh. But the, um, some of the games start before the games. Right. So that is... And everything is on an NBC-affiliated station. So NBC Sports 2, NBC whatever, but you can just Peacock. look. They, yeah. they are carrying this. Even Toyota has pulled their sponsorship and advertising because they don't want to be associated with the Olympics because it's such, what it's received so negatively in Japan. And don't forget, you guys, watching gymnastics is only the second most indoor, uh, euphoria-inducing sports to watch on TV, right besides tennis. Mm-hmm. I know. And Simone is going to get that gold. I know. And then how about the, did you and Brittany talk about the whole sexist thing about that women are required to wear bikini bottoms while playing volleyball? No. No, but tell us about that. I've always wondered why they wear those bikini bottoms. They're required to. The Norwegian team got fined $177 per player because all of these federations, European, they require you to wear bikini bottoms. Why? Probably some some guy some guy thing, you know. Some well, when it all first started, why would they not? So they were in shorts, like short gym shorts. Yeah, boy shorts, shorts, boy yeah. shorts, and, and they, they all fun. got fined for being wow. in violation of not wearing their bikini bottoms. Well, why don't the men's volleyball wear bikini hey, bottoms? There we go. Speedos. Speedos. I okay. Who wants to sand on the butt when you're sliding and stuff? The, the ladies, apparently, that's not an issue. Wow, Lori didn't know that. That is pretty sexist, sexist isn't it? Wow, who would even so would they even like, think like that? to make the guys wear that, right? So we can see their buns and and <laughs> thighs of steel. <laughs> Honestly, so. Anyway, these 2020 Olympian uh, condoms, they could be like, that would be, you should save those. Collector's items. Collector's items. Because you're showing me the the condom, but the the foil on the outside has the Olympic rings. That's right. And each athlete. How many do they get? I believe they get. Ten? I think they used to get like, like an even dozen. 
Yeah, it was what was it? Four hundred sixty thousand of them were done at the last Olympics. Yes, they were given they, out. They cut way back. Yeah. So I don't know what the math is. Maybe it's five. Yeah, but those condoms. will be if if someone gets them out to the collector's market, they mm-hmm. will sell for you could. I can see those going for a hundred bucks a piece. For yeah, because normally item. these things would be all used, used up, up, not to be crude. <laughs> right. Right. You know. Did you ever have to do the class where you pulled a banana? No, 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 no. Did the no, condom no, on the no, banana because no, 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 it was no. Catholic school? Yeah, I went to Catholic yeah. schools. Mm-mm. Did you, Grant? No, I went to Catholic school. That was Mm-mm. not going on I either. never saw the movies you saw. I never saw any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. they, they prevented Mm-mm. it from us. How about the Olympic uh, gymnastics team is just completely avoiding the entire Olympic village. They said because of worries of getting sick, their coach took them completely off-site. Because they're three alternates yeah. are positive. Right. Yeah. So now, they're, so now the whole they, team is gone mm-hmm. off the Olympic Village and they're and putting plenty, them in their own bubble. To keep plenty them safe. of hotel space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're at the Four Seasons. No, so, think about it, though, for like the family. I would be so bummed if yes. this was my year to be an Olympic athlete. I'd yeah. be, I mean, or a reporter. I mean, because this is like... The boondoggle trip in a lifetime, right. and it's already canceled from last right. year, delayed. And, and you'd be so excited, but oh, it uh, just feels... I, I'm going to tune in on Friday night for the opening ceremonies just to see how they fill the stands. Yeah, I am too. I am Just too. to see how creative well, they can be. Listen, if you are an Olympic athlete's parent, know that you're in good company. Bruce Springsteen also could not go and see his daughter compete. So, you know... There you go. That's you're with your, the that, boss. You're with the boss. That mm-hmm. You're keeping the same company as the boss. All right. Listen, we come back. We're talking to Amy Mason Doan about her amazing new book, Lady Sunshine. Oh, there, we're just so thrilled is deli- uh, joining us for the LoJ Book Club today. Amy Mason Doan is with us. Her latest book is Lady Sunshine. We're playing uh, California Stars, which is a cover by uh, Wilco and Billy Bragg. And we'll get to why that's important to the story. But welcome, Amy. Hi, Amy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I love that song. Oh, that song is so good. Okay, first give us the synopsis of Lady Sunshine, and then we'll ask you about the song and how that was uh, related for the inspiration of the story. Okay. So Lady Sunshine is about a middle-aged woman named Jackie who inherits a house. On the surface, it's a very simple inheritance story. She's living in Boston. She inherits this house in California, and she says she's just going to quickly fly out there and pack things up and sell it. Um, But, of course, it's not that simple, or there would not be a a novel. (laughs) So we learn, um, as the novel goes on, that this is a place that she had spent a very pivotal summer when she was 17 years old, 20 years before in 1979. Mm. Uh, It's a sweeping property called the Sandcastle, and we go back and forth between 1979 and 1999 and find out what happened there and why this was such a life-changing summer for Jackie. Well, I mean, Amy, the book, both Julia and I, it reminded us, first of all, of the amazing book that I think we read last summer, Daisy Jones and the Six, Yeah, in that Graham Kingston, who's one of your characters in the story, is so real to me. He felt so real. I felt like, oh, like, who is this yes. guy? So get, in, give us the inspiration for writing Lady Sunshine. Yeah, so you played the song. Mm-hmm. A lot of it came from that song, um, which was uh, those lyrics that we heard were written by Woody Guthrie, the late folk artist. Mm-hmm. But after he died, his daughter, Nora, found this treasure trove of 
song lyrics that had never been recorded. And she worked with the contemporary artists in the 90s on this project called Mermaid Avenue. That's what the uh, that's the album. And if you haven't heard it, everyone, go listen to it immediately. It's gorgeous. So I just love that idea of um, song lyrics coming to life after the artist was gone and mm-hmm. maybe what secrets they might hold. So in Lady Sunshine, the lyrics hold secrets uh, from about Jackie's Uncle Graham, who was once a great folk artist. Uh. I just, I, it just set you back in this delicious time in the late seventies. I think you said the year was nineteen seventy nine, and yeah. and you know you have a beautiful um, Elon Heldebrand. You know, Alan Heldebrand um, said a delicious daydream of a book she wrote on it, and it really was. This is just. It was it's just so good. A, so, so good. A, a really Thank great you. Yeah. read. And I just wanted to know more about their friendship of the cousins. And yeah, about, that was so poignant. That was uh, between the relationship between the two girls who were really first cousins who don't know each other for whatever the right. family reason is. I, I loved that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of wish fulfillment in this story, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of readers, it's just been out for a couple of weeks that readers have asked me if this is a real place. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's not, but it's a fantasy place for me. It's kind of an, a, like an adult fantasy camp. I would love to go there. Oh, and, so uh, much. And, so, yeah. yeah. That would be so fun. Did you set it? Is it set <laughs> north of San, San Francisco, Francisco, like yeah. past Mendocino? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, a little north of San Francisco, which is where I grew up, um, even even further north than Napa, almost in Oregon, mm. where I am now. So it's a very beautiful part of the state that's still a little bit um, undiscovered. Yes, believe it or not, you you can still walk on the beach and you know be the only person there. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Um, there is a wildness, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, and I wanted to capture that, you know, setting is, is pretty important to me. So I think in the book, you feel my love for that area, or at least I hope you do. Oh, I do. Um, and yeah. then also, I just want to just, because I, I in 1979, I was completely obsessed with Blondie, okay? Oh, <laughs> the you whole, were? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, you know, I was in college, yep. and we just thought she was just such a badass, and we loved that she was yep. older, and we loved everything about it. So I love the whole love that you have for Parallel Lines and Blondie and the set yep. list. I was just, I really was on a binge, you know, remembering how much I loved all that music. And you just really oh, did a great job. Thank you. That makes me so happy. Yeah, Jackie, you know, the main character is obsessed with Blondie and kind of this, she's this fierce kind of tougher character. And then her cousin, Willa, she hasn't met before 1979 is more kind of holding out of the 60s she's more into the folky mm-hmm. artists and Joan Armitrading and Joan um, Joan Baez and Judy Collins and, and so they're, just, they're so different in their musical taste but they adore each other yeah, and, so and you, really is at the heart if you're just joining us we're yeah. talking with Amy Mason Doan the book is Lady Sunshine your cover is gorgeous yes. That could be the movie poster. And you do, like you said, you know, Willa's love of, and she she and her cousin, you know, in 1979, bond over sharing each other's music with each other. Um, But the Joni, Judy, you know, you have a cute way, the Jays that you reference it. It just... It just really has just been one of our favorite books that we've read this year. It just made me so happy reading it. I'm so glad to hear that. You know, it's kind of my love letter to the 70s. And 
um, and to the singer-songwriters of mm-hmm. that era. Um, and I hope I've, I've captured that. So, yeah, I, obviously I love all these artists mentioned in the book, um, or they wouldn't be there. Yeah, now I am thinking, because your book is called Lady Sunshine, has Reese Witherspoon and the team from Hello Sunshine optioned your book yet? Well, you know, you need to call her and tell her that it's perfect oh because of the sunshine thing. Um, no, not not as yet, but you know, fingers crossed. I think I think it would be wonderful as a limited series or a show Same. at some point. So yeah. yeah, I do. I'm a very visual writer, and and a lot of reviews have said that. I really think in terms of um, the picture that I'm painting in the reader's head. So. Uh, I'll let you know, and, you know, fingers crossed. I think that would be wonderful. I'd love to see these characters come to life. Well, I'm just going to tweet her. I'm going to be your publicist for five minutes after we hang up, (laughs) and I'm going to tweet... Tweet them just so they know that we're still looking for books for their production company, doing some of their work. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, I think think it's such a, um, you know, it's such a juicy story, and, and, of course, I'm in love with these characters, but... And the book came out June 29th, and I'm, I'm just, it's just, it's really fun to start talking to people who've actually read it, besides yes. my editor, you know? Right. Um, and who were responding to the, to the characters in the story. Did you write this book t- during 2020, during the pandemic, or had you already started oh, it? Yeah. I had started it, but um, we locked down, and I actually pitched a tent in my backyard to finish this thing. I have a picture of it on my Instagram. Um, I got my old camping Kelty tent and I just, I needed quiet and I needed space. And Mm -hmm. my, my daughter was doing school at home. I have a tween daughter. My husband was working at home on calls all day and I needed quiet. Uh, So I finished most of it out there, you know, with the birds. Um, Uh well, that's why was, you were. I highly recommend that. Yeah, that's why you were able to write uh, when Willa and her cousin are up in their treehouse space, you know, yep. so perfectly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the nature part of things is always. Uh, this is my third book, and I, I feel like that's something that's always so important to me is capturing that California setting mm-hmm. and these these beautiful places. So I think it it really ended up working for me just writing outdoors, and it's something I'll probably continue. That's so cool. Um, you know, maybe with a tent, maybe not with a tent. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I did write it. And, and I was missing shows also. You know, we weren't do there were no live shows and, and concerts are a big part of my life. And I think I, I put a few concerts in there based on things that I had attended and, and things that I wished I could attend because mm-hmm. I've missed them so much. Um, so I think that's all in there. It, it ends up, again, all being wish fulfillment in my stories. Yeah. It really, well, you know, and one of the things that we, we talk a lot about a lot is because we're from that era and how yep. pre-cell phones and you talk about KTEL, you know, albums, the oh, compilations that, that and, you talk, records and Columbia and, yeah. Records yeah. membership and all those kind of things. It, it's a, such a nostalgic book. Yeah. And it just yeah. gives you a feeling of of just this so different peaceful time where things just happened and everyone didn't know about it the second it happened and things grew more organically and people were calmer. It was just, it's a soothing book to read. If that makes any sense. I just felt very peaceful reading it. I love that because you know, there's, there's tension in the story, but it's a book. 
because we're talking about 1979 and 1999. So people were very much, um, if they wanted to be, could be cut off from the news and mm-hmm. this area of the sandcastle with its waterfalls yeah. and creeks and cabins and all. It feels kind of cut off from the modern world, yeah. you know, and, and I loved that. I think that's, I loved the memories that I have as being a little girl in the 70s of just going outdoors all day and mm-hmm. not having a schedule and certainly not having a phone. Right. Um, so hopefully I captured a bit of yeah, that. That makes me happy to hear. And then on the other side of it, the other side of it is that one of the things that uh, happened with the time before like social media or being really able to slip away is it was much easier to keep dark, dark secrets. Yeah. True. You know, True. and there, you there know, wouldn't there are be gossip yeah. about it. There wouldn't. It would be right. really easy. So some of Graham, you know, he, how he oh, is. Right. That's totally. People don't know unless they have been there or whatever. Because that just wasn't. You know, that wasn't the vibe. Or, so it's, I, it's yeah, so it's good, true, especially for a public figure. And yes. yeah, we don't. You know, talk. You just worship him, and we see why. And he's he's just an interesting guy. He's mm-hmm. Kind of a hodgepodge of of, of the troubled singer-songwriters that I do still admire, yeah. you know, despite their flaws. And But we've learned along with her that, you know, he is, he's far from perfect. Amy, um, has a rocker and, yeah. asked you if they are the inspiration yeah. for Graham Kingston? Has anyone put that out to <laughs> I you? I feel like it's Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. I all feel of like them. It, all yeah, four. I feel yeah. like it's <laughs> all of them. I just felt like I was with them. All four. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely in there. Maybe a little Jackson Brown yeah. and, um, you know, little James Taylor. Okay. Uh, no, not as yet, but, you know. And, and Blondie, uh, Debbie Harry hasn't read it yet, but I did just send her a copy Good. because um, I would just love to know that she maybe glanced oh, at it. Oh, I love that. Really I'm going to tweet her, yeah. too. I've got a double oh, the tweet please. assignment for you. I, yeah. She's <laughs> going to be so pleased. The book, the book is Lady Sunshine. The author, who's written two other books that we, I, we both want to read now, is Amy Mason Dawn. And it's just... What a great read. Thank you so much. Um, we have to ask you, what's the last great book you've read? Uh, the last great book I read was called The Wrong Kind of Woman by Sarah McCraw. Another great 70s story. Loved it. Okay. Okay, we're writing it down. All right, it's so good to meet you. Um, do you want me to Thank copy you. you in on my tweets yes. that I'm going to be yes. blading about? Or are you good <laughs> yes, with that? Please. Okay. All right, yeah, good. Yeah, totally good with it. Do it. Thank uh, you both so much. Okay. Oh, it was it. our pleasure. And listen to everybody else who's listening. We've got two copies of Lady Sunshine to give away. At Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. And maybe it's your turn to win a book. We'll be right back. Is better the song of the summer? Uh, no. I like it. It's catchy, but I don't. I. Yeah, here's the thing. We just got to deal with it. 2020 doesn't have a song of the summer. Fine. It's whatever song you want to make it. There it's you go. your song because it's, it's your year. You didn't have it last year. It was do, <laughs> It was levitating. It, that's what it was last well year. Said. That's when Future Nostalgia came out, and it was everything. I remember yeah. getting a, a text from Casey's daughter when, when Future Nostalgia came out. She said, all you need to do is listen to the, download every song and it's just going to get you through the summer. This is what we're, and it's held on to this summer. It's still that good. And I feel that way about 
Gaslighter album by the Chicks. Yeah, yeah. So that, I just that think, is my album jam right now. Yeah, I know they're going to declare some streaming right. thing, but I just say this summer you name your own damn song in the summer and play it as you much have, as you want. Permission's been granted yeah. by Miss Lorene. We want to give a shout out to Raina and Jane, our book club winners, Little J Book Club winners. We're going to put your books in the mail today, so yeah. we'll be watching for those. The book, Lady Sunshine, Amy Mason Doan. She did have great energy, Lori. Oh, she was, I could have just, I'm totally tweeting Blondie and, and Hello Sunshine now that I know the right person to Thank tweet you. to. All right, good. You know, because remember, I was, tweeting, tre- I was tweeting Weiss directly <laughs> at her Easy tweeting. for you to say. I was tweeting Weiss at her Twitter handle. <laughs> right. No, it, yeah, but I was not tweeting Hello Sunshine, her production company. Right. What a rookie PR mistake, but Julia, I do I mean, have a day job. I am well, a talk show. doing it while you're on the air as opposed to buying shoes like I sometimes yeah, no, do No, I'm going to wait till we go <laughs> off the air to really give it my all because, you know, I've read Blondie's memoirs, so I feel you like did. I have a connection with her. But you also said she left you high and dry in that memoir. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I wouldn't say she left us high and dry, but I would say sexually... She left out a lot. She left out high and dry, but she did include an important story about being sexually assaulted and how she dealt with it. Okay. And one of the, you know, I mean, and it was just kind of like, she was very, now you have to remember, Deborah Harry is like, I don't know, 76 or 75 or something. So she just had a very different way of handling it, but she didn't really, you know, she had the long-time relationship with her bandmate, Chris Stein, the guitar player. Right. And then they broke up, I think, probably drugs, like any good band. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll broke it up. <laughs> but she didn't it give... It gets you together in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. So I should, I wouldn't say, because there's a lot about her book that I remember, you know. Right. And also the fact that she was 10 years older than your average person being played on the radio. Remember, she's... You know, and she's punk. People thought they had no idea. She was just kind of this like ageless woman. Right. Right. But she was like 30. I want to say she was 36. Oh, good Lord. You know, she was. Yeah. In 1979, you know. So anyway, and women have been dismissed for a lot less, you know. I'm just saying for even for that time, they still wanted everyone to be lying about, you know, still probably do lie about your age and do this, oh, do that. But please. anyway, so I don't know how I'm going to uh, position it to Debbie, but I think I'm just going to position it to her in a way that hopefully gets a retweet. All right. There we go. <laughs> Is that all I can wish for? Okay, yeah. Julia, I got to tell you this now. I, you know, I didn't look at anything except for pictures Sharon of Sharon Stone, Stone at know, the Cannes Film Festival. We got all the pictures. Did you please talk about how she <laughs> stole and owned the Cannes Film Festival? In fact, I would say the over 50 set owned the Cannes Film Festival. First, Helen Mirren in the yellow. Yeah, she looked amazing. Then Andy McDowell, who showed up with her gray hair. Right. And, you know, and then we had... Um, Tilda Swinton, who always looks amazing, and I saw the funny, funny picture. Hannah finally did something and included me. Oh, that was kind of nice. I, <laughs> uh, that 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 meme of Can, oh yeah, <laughs> of Bill Murray yeah, and Timothy and Tilda, funny. and I was I'm like, finally, I'm getting some recognition. That was funny, Lori. Yeah, and then my doppelganger, you know, Sharon, and now I'm thinking, could I do that hair? And we well, have to push it back. Push I your to, hair, put it back. Yeah. Well, push it back. I mean, you could. I could. I totally could. I. 
I don't anyway. know why you don't. Well, Julia, it's I've gotten old lazy habits. What can I say? You know, we all get into hair ruts. I know. And last year was I don't growing know. out right. Everyone was experimenting last year with their hair, doing nothing or Grant, have yeah, you dabbing that? shoe polish in their hair to right. cover their roots. And oh yeah, I mean, I let everything grow out for the most part until I got brought back to work. Then yeah. I had to shave. Yeah, <laughs> and in fact, I laughed and laughed at Lily. Lily, who's married to Lily Allen, who's married to David Harbour. She posed with a bikini. Probably people are yelling at her, but she put a Coke can and she posed with her legs crossed in her bikini and she said, been a minute since I got a wax. <laughs> oh, yeah, funny. Okay. Yes. You know, I just thought that was so remember, funny. Okay, you remember the extensions, the hair extension that you and Donnie Double Dog dared me to wear around the pool in Vegas? Oh, yeah. Coming out of my bikini? Yeah, oh, I wish you would have done that. Oh, I was going to give you a hundred bucks. It was straight. It was a, um, Grant, it, it was a... It was a ponytail, curly ponytail No, holder. it was the straight Oh, the flat one. bush? It was the flat bush and she wanted me to walk around the pool with Where, it coming out of my bathing suit. <laughs> so coming out in the sides mm-hmm. of her thighs like mm-hmm. a literal bush woman. And 100 bucks. 100 bucks. You didn't do it. I didn't. didn't do it, but oh. now you would. Now I totally would. Yeah, absolutely. You my a... brother-in-law, like when I was out there, I don't know if they told you, yeah. they double-dark dared me um, to just keep bending over and pretending I was wearing a thong in front of these people that were on the beach. Their beach? Because they kind of have this beach, but people have decided they're going to dock there now. Yeah. And so he goes, just go over and skip some rocks in your thong. Because that's what all the kids are wearing. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. And so I just kind of made my suit swimsuit look like a thong. And right. I kept just doing these bend and snaps. Bend right. and snaps. Oh, God. How lucky for those beach girls. I know. We laughed, <laughs> you know, so hard. And he's like, yes, Bend and snap. Bend Julia, and snap. You know, that <laughs> happened to my mom and I and my Aunt Claudia on a beach in Abuna Beach in Hawaii. We were on a girls' trip, and this guy in a Speedo, yellow Speedo, honest to goodness, got out a little sand shovel and started <laughs> digging a hole in the sand, Grant. So he could put his towel in there, but it was a shallow. And then he did push-ups, like, right in front of us. It was. <laughs> I said to my mom, I said, I, I didn't call anybody for this. This is just magic happenings right, right. now. Exactly. Wherever you go, magic happens. Wow, right, that was magical. Who could have planned for that? Oh, nobody. Oh, God.